John, that sport, John. I'm Clay Thomas. Alongside me, as usual, Michael Stites. Returning this week, this episode is Jacob Armstrong. Jacob, Michael, how are you guys? Not doing too well. I'm dealing with a pretty tough issue right now. Is it Mario Kart? No, it's the other situation with something. Oh, yeah. And this is a very bad situation I'm going to have to deal with tonight. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I'm I'm really telling them all because I'm really mad at them. It's all right. Yeah, there's been worse. Uh, yeah, right. Jacob, you're doing all right. You're doing all right, man. Dude, I'm you got right. a fr- you got a fresh haircut. You're looking good. You're looking good. Appreciate it, Clay. You know, it was time for the flow to go, but you got the flow on top. It's all right. It's good. It's looking good. I appreciate it. So Garrett Cole, he's a he's a New York Yankee. Not not surprising. I knew this was coming. I kept thinking it was going to be the Angels, and then it, it just as the weeks went on, it was like, nah, he's going to the Yankees. He's going to the Yankees, and he went to the Yankees for three hundred and twenty-four million dollars for nine years. He's never leaving. Oh, wait, is there an option? Is there an option there in his deal? There is one, but like I'm pretty sure it's a player option, so like there's no chance he'll get out of it. I guess I, unless people keep signing big deals, then maybe he'll get out of it. But I think it's going to start slowing down soon when people aren't going to be offering big-ass deals with everything going off, like Mookie Betts, Chris Bryant, every single week. Yeah, the next, the next, any move Oh, baby, he's hit the heave to the end zone. Oh, P.I. It's a P.I. We're also watching the Ravens and the Jets game at the moment, and... The Sixers and Boston game on another TV in the same room. Marking was about to score a second touchdown of half because they're on the one now. Why can't this be any one of the games that I played during regular the regular Mark season? Because I had Mark, I have Mark Ingram. That, that's yeah, that's definitely PI. Um, so, what do you guys think the outlook is? I know you're both. I'm I'm more neutral than you guys probably are, as you two are Boston fans. I'm a Phillies fan. As you're more neutral. Known. Towards Cole. Towards Cole signing with the Yankees. Like, it really doesn't affect me. Oh, I thought you were talking about the basketball game. No, 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 no. Like, with Garrett Cole, like, it doesn't, it does not affect me, like, really at all. Well, I'll tell you what. Except for, like, four games or two games, maybe, out of the whole year, which don't really matter. And then, at the same time, like, maybe the playoffs, but that would just mean the World Series, which I don't see that happening unless we get maybe Bryant or Donaldson. I'll tell you why Red Sox fans are happy about this. Because last year, no, and the, the course of their entire career, Xander Progress and J.D. Martinez have combined to hit 345 against Garrett Cole. So clearly we see him well. I can't speak for the rest of the lineup, but also I don't know if you've seen the stat, but this was kind of buzzing around Twitter. Garrett Cole, when getting down in a 1-0 count, has like, out of 60 qualifying, play, qualifying pitchers, has like the 55th worst opponent's OPS. After what, a 1-0 count? After a 1-0 count. So if he if he throws strikes in the early in, early in the count, he'll be all right. I know I but did see that the one the one time my one he, friend did say that's just a coincidence, and it kind of is because like most times if a pitcher's down one zero, it's not going to end out very well. So I mean that's like that's kind of like an out there stat in my opinion. Yeah, but like at the same time, like the the count either has to start with the ball or a strike. But how, what's so his like, percentage for a first pitch strike? I don't know. That's a good question. That that would help. That would bring. Well, some obviously, context. he's a very good pitcher, so it's probably very high. And he likes to pound fastball, so he can probably come into the zone. Just, uh, obviously, Garrett Cole in the AL East is not a good thing for anybody. 
other than the Yankees. Obviously, he's a great pitcher. He probably deserves all that money. But, you know, like at the same time. Oh, he definitely deserves that money. That guy should have. Obviously, he I'm should trying ha- to make. He should have a World Series ring right now, another one. Because, But, you know, the manager fucked that up. <laughs> Obviously, I'm trying to, like, try to make this sound like a good situation, even though it's clearly not. But, like, you know, I'm just trying to make it feel like this is not, like, we're not doomed. Like, coming from a more rational point of view, like, I think he's obviously going to be very, very good, but this is a very long contract. Like, yeah, it's going to take him up until age, like, 37. Nine years, he's going to be 38 when this contract's over, so... What, is there an opt-out clause? Like There is an clause? opt-out, but I'm pretty sure it's a player, and I think it's after four years. So, unless he's, unless he's like, still, like, doing very, very well, which he probably will be, I don't, I don't really see him... I don't think he'll get more than 36 mil a year, to be honest, so I don't think he'll opt out of it. No, that's a ridiculous amount of money. But I don't know. Once this keeps going, maybe he will. But I'm trying to find that stat. Cause well, I that's not funny about everything. I, it. I can. Yeah, this contract it. was written a day after Strasburg signed seven years, 245, which is 35 mil a year. And so the Yankees just said, screw it, we'll push this 36 mil a year. Well, also, it's two more years is also big because... Strasburg when he gets done with that I don't I don't know how old Strasburg is but I think they're around the same age I don't think Strasburg's going to get a big no I deal. think Strasburg's pretty old because I remember being at the Phillies Nationals game when he first tours UCL and I was pretty young yeah he's 31 yeah so it's yeah, he is pretty old that's why I thought so actually, yeah. to me 30 and 31's not that old in the MLB for a pitcher for though. a pitcher it is if you're a power eh. arm eh if you're a power arm like Derek Cole but yeah Power arms can become guys that like to place the ball. They, they can paint, that can paint it. They can they can change how they are. It's oh not it's goodness. nothing new. They're gonna they're taking half the distance to the ball from the quarter yard line. They keep doing it too. The ball is literally gonna be placed in like within an inch of the like. They're gonna be snapping it from inside. The <laughs> I've never seen a ball this close to the. They're taking half the distance to the goal from the half yard line. Back to what I was saying. I think. Yankees. I obviously the only thing I will say too is Garrett Cole can only pitch one game every four games. So in the playoffs, you can just go one every three probably. But well, you still have to build a rotation around him. And obviously, they have some decent pieces, but I don't know. I think they're still like one pitcher away from being like a like a a top team. Like right, the Astros had Verlander and Garrett Cole, and they couldn't beat the Nationals. Didn't they have Cranky? They and they had Granky. Granky's, Granky's not though. the same anymore. No, Granky. I don't. I didn't think Granky was ever going to be anything that impressive when he came over. Big for Jacobs. Lamar Jackson touchdown to Mark Andrews makes that twenty to seven pending the extra point. Honestly, is this game a little bit closer than everyone else thought it would be? Yeah, definitely. But no, because the Jets somehow scored a touchdown. <laughs> I, I didn't factor that in. I score. Yeah, I didn't. So no, the fact that it's thirteen midway through the second half. Quarter is impressive to me. He have control in the end zone. Yeah, he did. He had his feet in when that was happening. Maybe he was juggling. Are they going for two? Yes. Yeah, they might as well. <clears throat> but like, obviously, this could be a very good deal for the Yankees. But when you're giving someone that much money, like, anyways, it's it's a crazy deal. Like anything can happen. Well, of course. I mean, but the Yankees are also a good baseball team. Yeah. The only other player they've lost is Didi. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't think it's a big loss, to be honest. I know you're a Phillies fan. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm not. I'm agreeing. Like, Didi's a good player. Why would like, they so Like, he was hurt for a lot of the year last year. Like, I just don't think he was, like, a huge factor. I mean, in their team. I think that's why a big he, part of it. He's not Freddie Galvis. 
And you also you play Torres. He, he can step just stop talking so. jokes. Freddie was a good infielder. Freddie was a very good infielder. He had minimum. He was a guy who was very seldomly would cause errors. Oh shoot! Now they're have like one. I'd be playing some bully ball down there, up in there, or bleh, up there in Boston. I um, I can't find that stat about his first pitch strike. I, I have. I can get it to you, but it's it's something I'm. It was from Jared Carabas, so like it, I'm assuming it's real disease. A very unbiased sports writer. Very unbiased, but I think it's still a real tweet. That is Kendrick cooking in the paint. Okay, this here's a stat. Right, back and forth battle. We have a stat. In 2019, opponents had a 1.132 OPS against Garrett Cole when they had a 1-0 count. I, no, no, that's not the stat I was looking for. Oh, that's I was already said that stat. No, I, yeah, I was saying first pitch strike. Mark Ingram converts a two-point conversion. No, that's that's it on a 1-0 count. Oh, you're looking for the first pitch? Yeah. I, think I can find that. It's so sick when stadiums, like, flash the lights after a scoring, like, after a touchdown. Oh, I know. Yeah, I like it. Cool. I wish the Eagles would do it. I don't remember who started that. I know I saw it one time, Isn't but I don't that? remember who it was. It wasn't New England. No, I wasn't going to say New England. I think it was it MetLife. No. I forget who did it first. Because I remember watching the game. And you're like, oh, no, the power went out. Uh, no, no, that's not what it said. Oh, I was wait, like, oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, what, who, who was that? I can't remember. Um, But, yeah, I think – I don't know. I think the biggest thing to me was that Rendon went to the Angels, and I really didn't see that one. All of a sudden on Twitter, I just looked at Ken Rosenthal and he said, they're going to get the deal done tonight. I yeah, like, oh. I was like, "Who? when was he? When were they ever a top three team to get him? Well, I think they became a top three team after they didn't get Cole. I don't know what I think Boris does. I think Scott Boris, or what's that his name? Scott yeah. Boris, yeah. And Scott Boris, I think he literally makes fake rumors. So I think, cause I, obviously the Angels want to do something, but I don't think they were really ever in the, like, I don't think they were really ever in the hunt compared to the Yankees. And I think the Yankees still had probably a moped and, like, he also, John Heyman, he just said there was a mystery team that was outbidding everyone. Like, what mystery team was outbidding everyone? You don't have to know, because it's a mystery team. Exactly. Scott Boris just fucking sends him a call. Hey, uh, shoot out a tweet saying there's a, a mystery team that has <laughs> all these teams outbidded, and they're going to bid more, which, from Scott Boris. Obviously, that that reporter on Twitter has a quote from Scott Boris. Oh! He wants to get that tweet out there. And you know he wants to break some news, so it works for both. It, it works for Boras because he's gonna get his player more money, and it works for the uh, the port reporter because he gets to go to his editor and say, "Yo, I got a, I got a quote from Scott Boras." That was impressive. And Beat almost broke the rim on that on that slam. That was that was pretty authoritative. But then Hayward's three was pretty cool too. Did he get it off? He gets us all. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he definitely does. Okay. Oh, that's close. That might be on the finger it says. I was going to say, he catches that ball with one second and gets it off. Maybe. We're taking a long look at it. Yeah, he may have that off. He... No. Oh, oh my God. never seen nah, it. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the clock. I've never seen it. That's, I've never wait. seen anything like that. I have no idea. I've never seen him play that close. Oh, that's on his fingertips. That's on his fingertips. I don't know, though. That's on his fingertips. Because the, the light flashes when it still says point one the clock. That's on his fingertips. I have to be impartial and say I'm pretty sure this is going to be taken off. That might be a... No, it's not. They're that walking might, that might be an room. inconclusive, like a non-conference. Doesn't that put us at 62? Wait, no, they took it off. Did they? I'm pretty sure because I thought we had it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I got the halftime notification, but... Yo! Oh, they did. It didn't count. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, um, follow me on Instagram, Jay Armstrong, Jacob Armstrong 44. 
I'm gonna. Good grief! Don't do that! Don't do it! Don't do it! I'm not cutting it. (laughs) You're not supposed to cut anything. (laughs) Um, So, who MVP race? Just kidding. No, we already know that's Lamar. We've discussed that enough. Lamar's winning the MVP, and there's no competition. After he did, he did just break Michael Vick's record, which is a pretty. After Russell Wilson lost to. we lose to last week. The Rams. The Rams. I'm. I'm pretty sure. No, 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 it wasn't even after that. It was after LA. It was like, all right, this is Lamar. Like this is Lamar's year to win it. <laughs> like there wasn't anything else to dispute it. I didn't care if Russell was gonna. Yeah, win we're watching a video game here. Yeah. Like, this is the Lamar experience. This is literally what it is. There's no other way around it. Yeah. Honestly, I think he's probably. I think he's already better than Michael Vick was at this point. You know how who I like to compare him to. Just because of the way he's just completely changed the landscape of his game, I'm going to compare him to Steph Curry. Just because of the way that Steph Curry changed the NBA. Look at how many more teams shoot the three ball now compared to when Steph Curry wasn't in the league. I don't know. Well, you have maybe maybe Trey Young works as obviously like Trey Young. Obviously, Lamar is much better in the in the NFL respective to. Trey Young in the NBA. Oh, no. I don't think but, you can compare them. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, but the thing is, is like, there's always been running quarterbacks. You just, you just have to have the talent to be running quarterback, and like that's not very awesome. Steve Young was the first good one. I think you're going to start to notice running quarterbacks moving higher up draft boards. Steve Young I was guess. the first good one. That, then yeah, there, then like, there was Mike Vick. Then... When Kaepernick... Or, or Randall Cunningham after Steve Young. Kaepernick, RG3. RG3 was the one, the biggest bust because of his injury problem. But, like, he wasn't even a bust, really, because that first year he no, played before he No, he got was hurt. a bust. The first year before he got hurt, like, he was good. Wasn't Demarcus Russell good his rookie year, too? No. Here's what I'm going to say. Do you guys think, when did Cam Reddish go in the NBA draft? I think fifth or sixth. He won fifth or sixth because he's a lights-out shooter. He can do nothing else on the basketball court. That's, he can't. He's a good defender. He's Average a good defender. defender. He's a good defender. Very good on ball defender. He's Duke's best defender last year. Okay, no, I was wrong. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell was absolute ass. Do you think Cam Reddish goes fifth before Steph Curry's in the league? Probably not. Probably, yeah, dude, to be honest. No, I don't think so. He went to a – he was like a top three recruit in high school. He, I think he was he was number two recruit in high school. Hmm. Like, he, his stock went down. Yeah. I mean – Either way, Lamar's been the best out of all of them at this to this point in his yeah. career. I mean, Randall is kind of about the same. It took Randall a little bit to get to where he was in his career and his and his stardom. Steve Young was a backup forever. Um, Michael Vick was really the fir- was is really the only guy that was really like Lamar to be able to do it for years consistent or for multiple years out of out of um, being drafted. Because Lamar was a good player last year. He just had a fun, he had a turnover issue and didn't throw the ball well. This year, he's throwing the ball amazingly. Yeah, and then who did he lose to? He lost to the Chargers. Yeah, oh, and, wow. but he came oh, back, my. too. Oh, that's a good play. This, this, that was, Smith guy is legit. I, I said this at the end of that game because everyone was like, put Flacco in, put Flacco in, put Flacco in. The fourth quarter that Lamar had, obviously it ended in an interception because he had to try to force the ball or two. No, it was a fumble. Or a fumble? Yeah, yeah. But that was what – he made some plays during that game, some unbelievable throws where I was just like – Wow, they have something here. I was always in on Lamar. I always like in college. He was just ridiculous. Oh, so was I. Yeah, I was. Like, I didn't think it would translate to the NFL. I, I thought personally it would. didn't think you know. I always predicted it was either going to be Lamar Baker or Josh Allen were going to be the best three out of that draft. I mean, Sam Darnold is really not good. He's playing decent tonight, but he's just not good. I wouldn't even say he's playing decent tonight. Uh, that's a good. Uh, it's like, a crossing route. <laughs> it's one yeah. over. 
like Josh Allen has actually not been terrible. Like we've seen games where he no, like Josh Allen's a very good quarterback. Where he where he where he makes questionable throws and overthrows people by a mile. But he's making plays with his legs more than I think anybody would have thought he would. Like he's helping his team win games at the moment. That's really he, all that. He is, like, and you can't dispute it. I think like he's obviously taking the jump, but I think next year is going to be his like big step. Like I just feel like he's kind of gaining confidence this year, and I feel like next year he'd come out and be like like that guy. It obviously helps that he has a Frank Gore and uh, like if they can get him like a weapon like on the on the outside. Because really, who does he have? They to have John Brown. John Brown, John, like that's he's Cole Beasley. Like they, they not, Cole Beasley will help any. What they did though is they, cool. they yeah, went he, out. What they did, I think, is very smart. They went out and they're like, "We have a guy with a rocket arm. Let's just get fast guys that can just run under the ball." It wasn't. Yeah, it was a good idea, and I think you can see the Bills getting a decent wide receiver in the first round. I mean, there's, there's they're not gonna have a very high first round pick. There's there's, there's plenty a lot of, yeah, there's of wide, receivers wide receivers in this next draft, especially out of the SEC. There's, there's at least three 10. guys from Alabama that are. There's three guys. Yeah, exactly. Both both the guys from from LSU. That's already five right there. The guy just got stood up. Jacobs, like he got his yard. Very man. upset. What what's his points at right now? Very young. Yeah, around three and a half, I think. Jacobs in Ye- his fantasy league championship, Ye- and he has Le'Veon and Lamar tonight. What up, Daryl? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? In the chat. Welcome, welcome. You're in the room. Actually, I've not been in the room. Yeah, it's my first time here. What's good. Nothing much. You guys you podcasting right now? Yeah. Absolutely. We, we're live. We I got full screen technology here. I was just talking to one of my buddies. He said he put a bet on the Ravens. He said Plus 17. Jets, he said Jets can't lose more than thirty. Ravens gotta score more than forty. I think he's what? I think he's having I think he's having a good day right now. I mean he said the Jets will get a touchdown. They have a touchdown. What is the payout in that bet? I don't, I don't know, he didn't say that's a weird Something bet. Absurd. Yeah, that is that's weird. That's an insane bet. No, so he took the Wait, he took the over no, on the Ravens. No, he just took like like multiple custom lines. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he. <laughs> no, so yeah, seriously. I thought Le'Veon. So Le'Veon Bell. Let's like talk about teasers and stuff. Did you guys already talk about Le'Veon Bell? Because I want to say some words. We were actually just getting into Le'Veon. We were talking Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon yeah. Bell yeah. If he wants to lead the Jets, he can do that and become a professional bowler. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, didn't he bowl two fifty one or something? He bowled he two seventy five. Two seventy five. Blue game too. Blue game. Blue game. I mean, if you can bowl two seventy five, I don't think you're playing a flu game. I think you're. I think you're. <laughs> I think you have a slight cold, a cough, and the matter. Like maybe you got stuffy nose. That's what he's doing. That's what Big Mom's doing. He just did that run. All right, that's all you got. There's nothing else he really needs to worry about. If you can bowl two seventy five, I can't I bowl two seventy five. this bowling game. I think we all do. I think we all want to see it. Forget yeah. about football. I Dude, want to see do you think anyone wants to watch a Jets game right now? Like, I mean, a lot of people want to watch Lamar. I'm so sure they'll put it on the half to watch it. That well, might be like a little halftime feature story. <laughs> bowling. Why not? Bowling. If you're Fox and Le'Veon's bowling 275s out here and he's in the game, that's your halftime feature story. Of course. Sc- sc- screw Lamar. We've seen enough of Lamar. Celtics are. They're up by Le'Veon on the swing route. Oh, no, we don't want him. Le'Veon's just not. I got two words for you guys Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is a good player. He's a fan. I've often said that. Having a. Good night. Yeah. Um, Joe, was, you're the king of the two words. I am the king of the two words. I only yeah. had two words. I mean, look at this. Two words. Kenny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> four <laughs> words. Kenny the Kenny Jet Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith. Not just Kenny Smith. Four, four words. You know there was a show about his life, and it was probably the worst show I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was about his family life, and it was like some random woman that was like 25 years old, and all was like his really young kids, even though he was like 47. It was like super weird. <laughs> <laughs> it came on like I was just like 
I was just on my coach one time, just like watching a basketball game, and it came on like after the basketball game. Like this, I had to watch it because it was like that bad. Like it was like, <laughs> it was, like interviewing his like oh, seven year old kid, even, like while Kenny the Jet Smith is like fucking fifty four years old on the couch. Like this doesn't work. Like this, how did this work? <laughs> like close up on his wife who's like eighteen. I'm <laughs> head to the gym. I might come back if you guys are still podcasting by the time. I probably probably won't be. Probably not. Probably not, but we'll probably, probably still be watching. So yeah, I'll probably yeah, still yeah. Back, but. It's okay in the too. Yeah, we're <laughs> I mean I don't, I don't know where he is. Okay, I, I don't know where Caden is. Ah, gotcha. Welcome to the room, man. Yes, sir. I'll get some shit to tell you later. I have a good one. Oh yeah, podcast. yeah, we do. We we have a little story. There's some news. Yeah. Is this a regard our favorite person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> one day, the podcast, we ever start just a life, we should just start a lifestyle podcast one day and just like make it all about that guy. You got to make a YouTube, make it, start a YouTube channel. Just a reality. Yeah, I mean, we might need to start. Let's just start a multi, let's just start a media well, conglomerate. I'm thinking, I was thinking about that. Starting a multimedia conglomerate. Podcast, YouTube channels, just like. Podcast, Twitter accounts. Fucking. Panels, Fuck. panelists. Yeah, screw it. Call it third floor odd. Loki, I've had it. That's fire. I've had it. I've had a dream when I was younger of starting a, a YouTube channel with just the boys just being on a panel, <laughs> just like just talking about shit that goes on in the world, like the fact that Sam Darnold's about to throw an interception right now. Uh, More like a fourth. Yeah, fourth and two. Okay, You're, you got to take the points. I'm right? gonna stop talking about my dreams after I say this, but I did have a dream last night that I got beat up by Philip Rivers, and it was probably the strangest dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's because Philip Rivers was going after what's his name. It was touchdown. It was. I had a dream that I was like getting beat up. I had a dream I was literally the quarterback of the Jets, and I was getting beat up before the game by Philip Rivers. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? Why is he doing this to me?" And the refs didn't care. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, fuck you." Real quick, Wait, I was that just right there, walking down, maybe. Uh, yeah, it is. Real quick, I just <laughs> want to like uh, I'm no, scrolling through not. Instagram stories. I want to give a quick yeah, shout out to. Uh, Dante Furco and his podcast, Long Story Short. Go check it out. That's Long Story Short. Long Story Short. Dante Furco, it's on Spotify. Check it out. He just uh, dropped a new episode. He's talking about Gary Cole as well and who isn't. But, uh, you know, give him a listen. He's, he's an good avid stuff. Yankees fan. He's very good content. But, you know, for a Yankees fan, he's uh, he's an odd mix. I like Dante, but he's an odd mix. He's a Sixers fan, he's a Yankees fan, and a, and a Vikings fan. That's weird. It's a very odd combo, but I, I dig it's it. Simon. Two yeah, words, it's not two words. Again, but it's weird. Two words. Get some build up. Garrett Cole. <laughs> we we missed our Garrett Cole. Segment. Yeah, you did a little bit. Well, uh, as from a, coming from a Yankees fan right here, um, the only thing I needed to say was those two words. He's been Gerald's been pinstripes forever, right? No, <laughs> <laughs> I've been pinstripes ever since I started actually acknowledging baseball as a sport, <laughs> which has been very recently. Appreciate and that. Vocal about. Garrett Cole's hair. How does it feel to know that his hair is no longer as it he used to be? He looks so different. He will Wait, be, let me see this. He will be clean shaven. They have long hair. They have to, you have to be clean shaven and not have long hair. He, he just looks like a He looks a just like he, he looks like he sucks at baseball now. He just looks like a normal Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Send him back. <laughs> <laughs> send him back to the we don't, we don't need this guy anymore. He looks like a doof. <laughs> he looks like a doof. We want the flow back. Okay. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you gotta go with your ownership, man. They literally have a rule Ste- that you can't have long hair. Dude, you gotta. I'm once his son's gone, you're gonna have it back. But these, I don't, I don't like these Yankees conservative Christian rules where we need to have no hair on our faces. That is not. What are you talking about? Conservative Christian? What are you talking about, bro? 
I don't even know what to, where that rule comes from. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what do you think about that? I don't know. Religion. Catholics. They don't like hair on your face. Well, I'm not Catholic. Yeah, if you ever go to Catholic school, you can't have a beard. I know that. I mean, you can. My, my high school is cool with it, but like, I know other high the schools. The most conservative like, people I know are the Amish. Dude, they got long hair and long beards. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, hey, about. Hey, the Amish are a different story. All right, they different breed. Clay, tell us about. I don't know. Anything. Tell us about them. They drive horse and buggies. Some of them, you know, some of them like take rides from people. Anyways, um, what what happens if like the horse just pulls over and decides to take a nap? It doesn't, doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. That horse is moving. Do and they have horse, and there's shit everywhere? On the do they streets. have horse Ubers? Like for the Amish, that's kind of crazy. Like, what know. if your horse is under the weather? You don't have a phone though. Are so. there like horse Ubers? Yeah, you can't call the Uber. You don't have a phone. We have to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, they I don't do have they phones have outside of their houses, and it's for "quote unquote" work. But I mean, I don't know. You guys sell the corn somehow. You guys sell corn. I don't know. No, 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 no. no they're 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 a big uh, furniture market. What's going on? Furniture. They sell a lot like of furniture tables. tables. Yeah. Big carpenter people. Oh no. Like living rooms. What? Well, phone gets oh, your first gone. mistake. Oh my! No way! Ah! Oh, I oh. almost had it. Almost had it. Go for it. Was it for, like just like see? Yeah, 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 I know. Like hi boys, I'm going to the gym. Peace, Joe. Have a good one. Oh, you got yeah. a child. That's ridiculous. I know. It sucks, <laughs> it sucks dude. <laughs> I had this last year. We all have carpet. Jacobs doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a rough life for Jacobs. But no, talking about. I guess we're kind of all over the place tonight. But with that Yankees rule, I don't care about the twenty-seven rings. I don't care about all the money they always have. I don't care about how many people hate him or whatever the fans do. Please, just allow your players to have regular, like, whatever kind of hair they want. Like, what does it matter? They think they think they hold themselves to such a higher standard. The Steinbrenner eras have always been doing that, and they've done it forever, and I just don't agree with it. The Dodgers used to have it. In the but Tracy said it told me a story. There was a no, story. There was this one guy they signed, and he was on the team for two weeks. He had long-ass dreads and a beard, had to shave it, had to cut it, and then shave it and shave his beard. And they cut him two weeks later. Cameron Maven? I don't know if it was Cameron. And it wasn't Cameron Maven. Maven never dreads. No, he didn't have dreads. Really? He never but had he, dreads? But Tracy told me about it. This was a, it was a while ago. It was a younger guy, too. That's ice cold. It's so bad. Like, they ruined Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. He had his dreads. His dreads were off in San Fran, but he didn't have a beard in, in, in New York. Yeah, that was weird. And then he went to Philly. He's going, his dreads are coming back. He's got, like, the short ones right now on top. How old is he? Can he even grow them back? What are you talking about? It's hair. Yeah. You don't see the old, old dudes with threads very often. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a and young man. Andrew McCutcheon, 33. Very old. And that's not... Not very old. It's not old for dreads. Old for dreads is like 60. But like dreads, I feel like you can wear them at any age. If, like, it don't matter. I think they kind of go out of style at a certain age. It's kind of just like, you know. Once, once there's some... On our age? Dreads, it's, no, have you seen how many rappers look. have them? It's like an impressive look. Um, what a turn that conversation took. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Joe to be here tonight. Like, we weren't expecting to be on Oh, he texted me. Was, I, oh, did I not say he was going to come back? No. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> he texted me. He said he was going to come back. Honestly, the first, um, when we were doing it last podcast, it was kind of funny because he literally just walks in, just says, hey, what's up? We're like, hey. And we're like, kind of talking, and it got to a little quiet point, and, like, all of a sudden he said, you know, this guy's so-and-so, and he just, like, plopped his laptop down, opened it up, and just started talking. I was like... All right, that's cool. Like, yeah, I didn't even care. Like, it was just kind of funny. Like, I was like, all right, I like it. I fuck with it. Yeah, Sunday morning podcasts are definitely going to be a thing now. I think so. I think we'll always, have one, we'll always have one during the week, and we'll always probably have one on Sunday. 
Um, you know, definitely starting up a lot next semester as we'll be leaving next week. Um, Joe will not be with us though because he's studying abroad in London next semester, which is a shame. But so. he's going to London, so that's yeah. all right with him. Breaking news: Andre Drummond has been ruled out because he ate an avocado and he's allergic to. <laughs> is that a th- is that a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like no, like you're being serious. I'm being serious. That's he is out with an allergic reaction to an avocado today. That's funny <laughs> slash. Tell me how that's he made, Tell me how he makes the mistake of eating an avocado. I mean, it, it can be mixed in something. And I feel like then you could also time. go a long time without eating avocado. I got like I feel like it's one of those foods where. Do you think like, he just tried an avocado for the first time and now he can't play because he can't maybe. Eat? Like, I honestly have, like, stayed pretty far away from avocados in my life. Do you think someone just, like, told him to put guac on his Chipotle? Like, yo, dude, this is going to be life-changing for you. Put guac on your Chipotle. It's definitely possible. No, I'm not doing that. Imagine. I saw a great tweet the other day, which was a reaction to, like, the Garrett Cole signing. And the tweet was, imagine never having to contemplate getting guac at Chipotle ever again. You know the story behind that? The tweet? Yeah. No. Garrett Cole said before that he he doesn't pay for guac because it's too expensive. Uh Oh. Good, good, that good take, Eric. I mean, all, I, do, I, I mean, he, he can be smart about his money. You know, you know how easy it is to spend that much money, like that quickly. Not really on Chipotle. <laughs> no, no, I meant as just a millionaire in itself as a sports. Like, they all like, go broke in their. At dumb. that point, when you're not getting guac on your Chipotle, is it is it really going to affect your bank account when you have? Hold up! Hold, no, what? Stop! Wait, wait, wait! Did you say Chipotle? Chipotle. You said Chipotle. I apologize. Did you say Poodle? I thought you did that on purpose. I was just making sure. We say Poodle back home. Po- what? No. It's not. No. What? Yo, boy, just trying to get some Poodle? No. What do you say then? Chipotle. Some people say Chip. I mean, yeah, yeah that chip. makes sense, but not Chipotle. Not Poodle. Poodle. Po- no. That's so stupid. Poodle. Did you guys see the Brett Gardner sign a one-year deal to the Yankees again today? He did. I did time. not see that. How much? 12? 12 and a half. Yeah. That's a little much. I honestly agree. I, I did. I agree. That is a little 12 much. 12 and a half? Is he going to start? I don't know, though. Like, when your deals are going for a lot of money. Oh, like, shit. We're in just blocked and bead. Like, I'm not trying to not trying to slander anything with the Phillies, but DD getting 16 mil. Take over Gordon. The feed. Oh, DD got, got, DD's getting 14. Oh, uh, 14? That's still a lot, though. It's not that much. No, he's our starting shortstop. He's our, yeah, he's going to be our starting shortstop. Yeah, I guess. But he, like, yeah, like, that's really your starting shortstop. I don't know. Also, well, so I think yeah. Porcello got 10 mil after having the worst ERA in the entire MLB last year. Yeah, the Mets thought they were going to get Price and said they got Porcello. Also, do you guys wait? What scare? Does it scare you that the Yankees are pursuing Hater so much? I haven't. Heard Their bullpen's that. always been nasty. What is with the Jets and these returns tonight? I've heard. Braxton Barrios just goes for like 30. You mean you've heard nothing? I it's all heard over Hater. It's all over Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all over Twitter. It's all over Instagram. It's kind of concerning, but, like, Hater kind of sucked last year. No, I... He no, he, had a, he just had... He had a bad wild card game. He, no, he, he was... He had a down year for sure, but he's still really good. And I guess, like, it's scary, but, like, at the same time, they've always had a really good bullpen. So, I don't know. I don't really know. Because, like... I don't if, want Dalvin Batances back. If, if you have Hater, then, like, I guess you just don't put Batances in at the same time, which is, like... I don't know. Can we, can we also recognize the fact for a second that Scott Boris negotiated eight hundred and fourteen million dollars worth of deals? Yeah, in, I saw that in that's like ridiculous. a week. Well, he just he just has certain rules that that's the whole problem with like the whole. I'm turning this to Red Sox thing quick. So the Red Sox ownership is just pushing so many false narratives because they don't want to pay Mookie bets. We're a small market team. Like, yeah, well, the thing is, they're saying is 
oh, they're really pushing the narrative that Mookie Betts wouldn't sign with us at Torah Trading. The whole thing is because we wanted to sign him to an extension, he wouldn't do it. And the whole thing behind that is Scott Boris does not allow his clients to sign extensions before they hit free agency because they make the most money in free agency. That's just a Scott Boris rule. If you want to be a client of Scott Boris, you won't take an extension. And somehow the Red Sox have pushed the narrative that he doesn't want to sign back with us, which is not true. Just, you know, just experiences for a small market baseball team that can't afford to pay their stars. Oh, Gordon Hayward's back. Gordon Hayward's back. What are you talking about? You say that every time he does one thing good. Like every week you say, oh, Gordon Hayward did this, he's back. He's got 10 points this Gordon quarter. Gordon Hayward is back this, this year. This quarter? Yeah. This year, Gordon Hayward is back. He's been... There's physically no way possibly is 10 points this quarter when you started out with 59 and you got up to 60. He said two threes and two uh, mid-range. In this quarter? Yeah. I've been watching. Have you not been watching the game? Mike, they have 67 points and they started the quarter out with 59. Oh, then he has all eight. <laughs> okay. That's Maybe he had a foot on sure. the line a few times. That's what I'm trying to make sure. Like he, Maybe he, he had a foot not. on the line a few times. but like Probably. But like no, he does not have 10 points this quarter. He's cooking. Okay, yeah. He's, he's got cooking. eight. Which still like... I will admit, I'm Gordon Hayward is a good basketball player, but he's streaky. Like, both good and bad. Like, he's not always good, he's not always great. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not always good, but he's not always bad. But at the same time, out? but at the same time, so is Tobias Harris. So, what does it say, push off? <sighs> hold on, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know this, it's because it's the Eagles, but can we just talk about the fact that a random practice squad guy that we've had all year comes out and goes for 128 yards and a touchdown. No one knows who you're talking about. You have to give us a little help here. Boston Scott, number 35, that little dude that looks oh, like Darren Sproles. I know. This like dude. this guy was on the practice squad forever. He's been on. He's been on the active roster and then on the practice squad on and off all year. And then all of a sudden Monday night he becomes our number one back. Not like sorry. Sanders wasn't doing a whole oh, lot. Oh, 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 he missed him. Sam Darnold. Oh no. Shocker. But like Boston Scott comes out here and like just catches the catches the balls out in the flat and screens and is just off for ten to fifteen yards at a click. Was it like big plays? Yeah. No, he looked really good last night. He was one a thing sport. I will say. That was not night. two nights ago. That was like three nights ago. Yeah, the other night he looked very good the other night, but the one thing I will say is that I feel like that kinda happens a lot. What wow, Marcus Peters got beat there. But that kinda does happen where so random like running back is kind of a position where if you look Historically, there's a lot of been a lot of good undrafted running backs, a lot of good late round running backs. Where there's a lot of guys where they're very good. Where if you just give them the opportunity and you just block in front of them, they're going to be very good. And yeah. like and the Eagles at, did that. Yeah, the Eagles did do that. And I think like if you there's a lot of running backs where you can just kind of just plug them in if they have a good offense around them. Obviously, like the obviously Boston Scott was by far the best player on that offense that game. But like it's uh, yeah that game. But yeah. I was going to say Ertz, because he had two you, touchdowns. But Ertz, The thing is, running back, if yards. you get carries and you get touches, then you you pretty much are going to play well. But Boston's got a great. Oh, yeah. Ooh, nice block, Ben. Defensive player of the year, nominee. Yeah, we kind of got the steal first. Joella with the slam. It is 68-67 Boston. <laughs> You're proud of it? No, I'm kidding. Um, but no, I was, I was, an, I was. Um, he provided a very big spark for that offense, which they desperately needed after only being able to have two wide receivers out there and playing the game with three tight ends on the field. One of them was playing the slot other times, and then Sanders had that big third down run in overtime, which was huge. Mike Scott for three? Yes, sir. And. You know, I think he has an NFL future if he keeps this up. He could. Oh, he no, could Sam God. Arnold. Oh, no. Did he throw a pick? Yeah. Uh, oh, my. Who is that? Ooh. 
Sam Darnold. That was fucking brutal. 18 seconds left. They, they could have at least gotten points. In the half? Oh, yeah. no. Sam Darnold. Adam Gase growing out the beard. How many timeouts do the Ravens have? They're, I don't know. If they have they're not gonna 18 do, seconds, like, they're not going to do anything. They're up by 14 points. Take it to the half. I think they get and they get the ball. That was woefully under. Oh, it was Clark. That's a mean slam. Why would he Credit throw the that? for trying to block it. Why would he throw that? <laughs> <laughs> the white guy that goes to block it every time. <laughs> um, no, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Boston Scott. I think he's Darren Schwartz 2.0. But can, can I just bring up the fact, can Orlando Skandrick stop going on TV and just, like, shit-talking, like, the Eagles and the Cowboys? You're like, acting like we know what's going on with the situation. Like, we don't follow well, no, Philly sports. Uh, no, it's not just talking about Philly sports. He just goes on to Undisputed, and he's just a washed-up cornerback. Like, and he doesn't – and the most success he's had in his career is winning, like, a playoff game and, uh, like, a few NFC East titles. He was good for the Cowboys for Not a that much. Like, he's there – No, fans were wanting him gone for, like, three years, and they and just the never end, did. Yeah, but, like, when he was doing well, like, he was good. No, even before, like, his last year. Like, he wasn't yeah. the best cornerback ever. Like, he was – he wasn't really even, like, a top ten cornerback in the league when he played, to be honest. He but wasn't like, that great. Are you really saying that, like – No, like, I remember good. watching him. He wasn't that good. And, he, and then he got washed up. And now he's just like a, he's trying to play. Um, uh, he's just a little snitch right now. That's all he is for both teams, really. All right, uh, we have to have a little check built into every podcast we do. Clay, are we recording? <sighs> Shut up. Like yes, we're recording. Okay, good. I pressed the R button. Okay. We don't know. Okay, good. I got it. I got it. But there have been... Update on Orlando Skandrick. Um, in 2014, he had an 84.7 PFF grade. I don't know what that means. In when? Very good. 2014? 2014. 84.7 is a very good I feel like if your name's Orlando, you kind of have to flex. And you kind of play well. It's a sick name. He's kind of got one of the nastiest names of all time. I mean, I suppose. I mean, the dude may be an asshole, but like, you gotta give him credit. Like, his parents named him very well. <laughs> His parents named him very well. Um, but no, going. I want to switch. Can you over. imagine like an insurance agent with the name Orlando Skandrick? Like oh. you're kind of banking on him making the NFL. Like Orlando. Like Skandrick a plumber with the name himself. Orlando Skandrick. Like you simply can't have that. Like if your name is Orlando, you have to make a prof- Like you have to be a professional sport player. And credit to him, he did. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say he wasn't bad. I mean, he was like, a good corner, but he wasn't like like the best every year. Yeah, he his twenty fourteen was his prime by far, but he was an average corner pretty much before that. Yeah, and nobody wants an average corner, really. I'd rather have an average corner than a bad corner. Well, ob- well, obviously, but I mean, you always want better. Well, yeah. And they like, were always at. They were. I remember Dallas fans always egging him on for like the last three years of his five year career with them to like be gone. He's only in the league. He was only in the league for eight years. I, I just think this is you're, this is just misplaced just because he was like didn't play for the Eagles and he bashed the Eagles. What? And no, I don't know. Did it just seems like just because he's bashing the Eagles that you're just like I feel like you have no opinion on Orlando Scandal. But he wasn't even good in Kansas City or his last few years in Dallas. That's all I'm saying. Like 2014, dude, he was pretty solid. 2014, he was probably a top corner. 84.7 is a very good PFF grade. Out of 100. Yeah, but like it's you know, no one gets a hundred, especially cornerbacks. Cornerbacks, it's very hard to get high numbers because like the passing league. All right, and like like but Kansas City is rating a lot. Oh, do you know what his PFF grade was this year? What ninety one point seven out of what like three games? It's, yeah, he didn't play much. No, he That's didn't. Very good grade. 
on wait. His grade was ninety one. Ninety one point seven. Two completions out of three targets. I don't know. Four targets, two receptions allowed. Five tackles. That was a that was also because of the big strip sack he had on Sam Darnold that went for a touchdown. I just don't. And the one game he played was against the Jets, so I mean that's kind of. Is there a reason you guys cut him though? Because I feel like there's not that many guys who are better than him. What do you mean? Yeah. They they, they got him back on the team because players got injured. Yeah, and then like, like Avante Maddox was injured, and then Rizal Douglas got in. Or was yeah, injured. I know, but like. And so and so and then Darby got injured too, and we still don't have Mills back. The best our team looks is when Mills and either Darby or Douglas is on the field. And I don't even like. I don't like. Dar- I don't like Darby. Darby's don't playing get me wrong. Him. Not that I don't love talking about the Eagles. You want to switch topics? Well, he's yeah. talking. He's going on too. And I was not like, really, yeah, conversation. I, I, you were. I was just because I felt like you were just unnecessarily making fun making fun of Orlando Skander. <clears throat> um, but I think I want to switch over to one topic here. There have been like these recent rumors. I'm not saying they're happening. I know you're gonna get mad if I talk about it. So why bring it up? What, what are the rumors? Let's talk about like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots next year. Tom Brady, his contract will be up. This. His contract will be up. There's a chance he leaves, but like, what's the point of discussing like where he's gonna go? Like, we don't know. First of all, I don't think we who who are the Patriots gonna put at quarterback? A quarterback? Or, sorry, yeah, the um, a rookie. They could draft someone. Well, like, are we gonna we're not sign gonna a free agent? Pick. Like it's just like unless unless the Patriots trade. Up I don't know. Belichick pick. Belichick finds ways to get his guys, and I mean, he never know. What was Garoppolo? Like, he was a mid round pick, wasn't he? Garoppolo was, but he didn't play for a few years, like at all. He learned under Tom Brady. Like for a yeah, he time. learned under Tom Brady for a while. And Stidham might, who are back up right now, he might be good, but I don't think he'll be starting next year. And I don't think that we're gonna unless we trade up, which I we could do, but I don't think. Oh, look at this tweet. On the screen, Tom Brady, Brady Neymar, Neymar, 40 yard dash. Who wins? Uh, 50 on Tom Brady. That's that was ironic. That tweet comes up as we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, like, have you guys seen his workouts on the beach? Like, they're kind of they're kind of crazy. Why is he throwing the ball up? No, he's like, oh, is he doing like is he doing agility stuff? Oh, okay, cool. It's just that whole discussion is just something that goes on when the media needs something to talk about. I mean, they're they're, they're not. It's not like that just because they need something to talk about. I mean, well, they got a lot going on right now within sports, well, I, and it's I, and it's a big thing because his house, his house, and his trainer's house on sale. That's just the coolest thing. That's, that's been and I mean, things with happen with his trainer always like cause like controversy. Yeah, I know. he listed his house for sale like in July, and like now it's like, oh, he's definitely leaving because he just put his house on sale. Or it's like it's been on the it's not on sale for like literally six months almost. Just, I don't know. But where do you think he would go if he would leave? I don't think I don't know. Like uh, I think. I like, it's, I don't think there's, like, a certain place he's looking to go. Like, don't I mean, obviously, was, obviously there's a lot of teams where you'd have to obviously um, take it away with teams that already had young, where, young franchise quarterbacks. Like, where's he from? He's from California. He's from California, and his favorite team growing up is the 49ers, which is not an option because of Jimmy Garoppolo. And neither is the Rams because of golf. And I don't think – either way, I just don't – I don't see that happening. I just don't think it's – I think the Patriots keep him for another year. Maybe. I mean, I, we've seen crazier things happen. I, we have seen, like, it, it's definitely possible, but it's just, like, I don't think it's... Like, I mean, did people ever think Peyton was going to be good after his neck surgeries? No. Was he good, though? He was good for one year, and then after that, he was kind of a bum. Uh, like, the Super Bowl... The, the year Super he won the Super Bowl, he, he didn't have a great carried. year, but... Dude, he, 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 he did have a good defense. Well, of course. But he, he still had a good playoffs and a good and a good Super Bowl. You can't say dude, that. Dude, he got literally benched for Brock Osweiler. That's true. Like... 
And we also have Brock Osweiler. Well, he was good when he was first on the team. Oh, yeah. The first year, he was really good. Second year, he was good. And then then he got, and then he didn't get signed by Denver. Yeah, after that, he was like the. I think that had a lot to do with just going to the Texans. What do you mean? Like, maybe it was just a coaching, different coaches, and it just like led him astray. Not really. He came back to the Broncos, I think. He re signed a deal, and he just wasn't good. He was as a back. As a backup. Yeah, but like he he played for the Browns and wasn't good. Like he, he just wasn't a good quarterback. He did not play for the Browns. Yeah, he did. What? He oh, did. God, well, yeah. What well, quarterback he got traded for, for like nothing? Well, Scrub didn't play. For yeah, but he didn't play. He did. I don't know. Check it he out. He played for the Dolphins. Unless they bought him out, because I'm pretty sure they bought him out. I don't know. It's entertaining. No, yeah, he never played for the Browns. Why the hell, like, did I like see on Twitter today, like, from Cowherd's, um, what what's this show called? Colin Cowherd. Is it just the herd? Yeah, the herd. The herd. I swatted. I see Tom Brady in a Dallas jersey because they were doing a thing where they were um, just predicting where he might end up. Yeah, and I'm guessing they they thought that Dak wasn't going to get paid, so they was going to go somewhere else. Dak for Brady, straight up. No, not a trade. <laughs> well, I know not a trade because they're both both their contracts are up. After the season, so Dax, like, Dax rookie years up. So the Cowboys sign Brady and the Patriots sign Dak, and next thing we know, Dak is the next. Like this is just it's just way too. Ridiculous I'd be fine with that. About. This is like this is like one of the most ridiculous things to talk about because it's like a very small chance. Like, I don't know, a lot of times you hear hypotheticals on podcasts, like yeah, I it's guess, just a hypothetical. I'm not saying it it is or isn't going to happen. I'm saying it could. I'm saying I anything can. Don't, don't you just think Brady would retire if he like by the time his contract's up, but the Patriots don't give him another contract? I think but he did. wants to keep playing, and he they don't want him to keep playing. The they wanted him to not play like what? Uh, what? Like three years? Two years ago? And they didn't want true. him to keep. Belichick wanted Garoppolo, and Kraft yeah. said no. Yeah, he won. No. He <laughs> and then they Garoppolo got rid of him. Brady wasn't playing while well, then Brady wanted. Super he wanted. Ball. Yeah, he wanted. Garoppolo. After they got rid of. After they got rid of Garoppolo. Yeah, so clearly it works. Well, I agree, but Belichick probably still. Probably wants him out after this year because he doesn't have. They don't have to resign him. So now we're speculating on what Belichick might want. Like it's just like it's just this is the whole thing. Whenever anyone talks to the Patriots, it's like oh, like this is definitely what. But this it, there's Belichick's a different position where their offense Brady, isn't like, isn't doing anything well except for trick plays. It's but that's not that's nothing to do with Tom Brady. That's something to do with our receivers. That's a, what Jacoby Myers is our like second option. Jacoby Myers, do you, the Patriots lead the league at drops. Hey, do you like to talk about you like to talk about the Eagles having like, I don't even no options at wide receiver? Your wide receivers are better than ours right now. Philip yeah. Dorsett is better than JJ Arcega Whiteside and Nelson Aguilar. Dorsett's not much better. He's Dor- pretty much the same as Aguilar. No. I don't think he's even had as many big games as Aguilar. Aguilar hasn't had any big games this year. Not this year. I don't think Aguilar's eclipsed 100 yards in one game. He might have been one. Like, Dorsett like, Dorsett Dorsett Dorsett's like never has. done that. But Dorsett doesn't drop the ball in big time moments. Edelman like leads the league in drops this year. So does Jordan Myers. What? Yeah. Yes. Edelman's always one of the like leading league in drops, and no one thinks about it because he's a white slot receiver. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still like, does. He still has good games, like, except for last week. Yeah, Edelman's our number one receiver, and he's he's been. Well, he's also being he's also being triple teamed. He's your he's your Zach Ertz. Yeah. If you think about it, just triple team, not double team. Although sometimes they're just triple teamed. Like but, we lost our starting center, like the first, for like week one. Isaiah Wynn, like has like it was looking like he was going to be like finally like we have like a right guard, and he's been like I think he's played like a total of like three games in his and like NFL career over the course of like the past two years after he got drafted. It was looking like him and Sony Michelle were going to be a dangerous combination because they played at Georgia together. I, I was I was I was like was always like yeah when Sonny Michelle runs off that right guard uh, him and Isaiah Wynn they've got that you know that Georgia Bulldog chemistry I always thought that was gonna be nasty but Isaiah Wynn is how many freaking like false start penalties does he have this year 
where in like big situations. Isaiah Wen is not developing as quickly as we thought he would, but he's been hurt. Like he had tore his Achilles and like he tore his I don't even know. It was something new this year, but he's back now. But still, just like not the guy we thought we'd had. We every couple of years we just have a makeshift O line that Tom Brady can usually like overcome. But that's but because also, he has like a Gronk where you can just throw the ball up to if you need to. But now you don't. Just yeah. quickly going back to what I was saying with the drops, Julian Edelman ranks first single handedly first, like by far the most eight drops this year. There is no Philadelphia receiver in the top twenty five. What? Yeah. Put that on Phil Nation. <laughs> I don't know. You're trashing receivers on your Instagram account. Meanwhile, it looks like they're the most reliable receivers in the league. What? The, what? That, no. If you can't find anybody open, the ball the ball has to be placed somewhere That's where the, the where the only the receiver can get it, and then it winds up being incomplete. Okay. The routes the routes I've seen them run have been god awful, especially by Whiteside. I'm also take a look at your offensive coordinator because he's clearly just like. Oh no, I agree. Open. The the coordinator's awful, and I think we need to fire Jim Schwartz. Mike Mike Rowe is just bad. It's it's not it's like they're gonna have a co- they're gonna have coaching changes besides Doug this coming season. The most strong. And I strongly urge that I strongly want them to have Deuce Staley be the offensive coordinator. Dallas Goddard has leads the the Eagles with the most drops. Has yeah, three. I know. And then the Hollins tight end has a receiver. I forget his name is Matt Collins. Matt Collins has three as well. That's, That's funny because he is like he had one catch like all year. I'm pretty sure. That's well, or, or one catch since Green. That's what I was his last catch was Green Bay. That's what third string tight ends do. Matt Collins, he's a wide receiver. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. Like, he's a nobody. So like, what? He's dropping no, no. balls. Collins didn't even have a terrible rookie year for a fourth string wide receiver. Then last year he was injured all the time, and then this year he just plain out sucked. Jacoby Myers for the Patriots has three drops. Sony Michelle has three drops. Jacoby separation Myers. Julian, stop saying I, that. <laughs> he's so bad. <laughs> Nikhil Harry, not not a good pick so far. I, I well, no, it's not that he's been a bad pick. It's just like he's literally he's played like hurt. two snaps a game. He's been hurt, and they're sure they're he was hurt the majority snaps. of the year. I think he's going to be someone that kind of breaks. But up if this continues to go, it turns out to be a bad. The pick. one snap he played in the game against the Chiefs, he like scored a touchdown. Yeah, he caught. Yeah, well, he we caught, thought he scored a touchdown. He's caught. No, yeah, he scored a touchdown. He's caught two patches passes for a touchdown. It was two receptions. Both receptions have gone for a touchdown. Only one of them was called a touchdown on the field. <laughs> And both of them are like the only offensive snaps he's played in his yeah, career. He doesn't play very often, but like it's I think it's once he kind of gets he How do you not play your first round pick? Because he was out Josh for the whole game. Game. No, like this last year this last game though. Well I think like they're Did he, play, did he have more, more snaps this last game? How, did he play most of the game? He played like four. He's gonna what? I think I think he's gonna slowly get increased as he becomes more and more familiar with Brady. And I I think it's kind of a the end of the year thing where they're gonna start getting him rolling towards the end of the year. Because if you look at it, Brady goes to him like proportionally a lot when he's in the game. I think they're gonna once they like feel more and more comfortable putting him in the game, like with the, like I, I don't know, like if it's a playbook thing or what it's, it is going, but I think it's something like that where it's nothing to do with his talent. Because so I think when he's on the field, he's proved he's a very talented. Yeah, Josh McDaniels' playbook is a mess because all of a sudden we've forgotten that like James White is a big part of our offense, and oh my, in and out. All right, I think we should stray away from our teams. That was kind of my fault. Yeah. That was my fault. Doesn't matter. I mean, like it's two very relevant topics, too. Yeah, you're not wrong. But um, I think we should talk about the 49ers here for a second and how great of a team they are. And I think George Kittle, I saw this, that somebody said that George, I think it was on Bleacher Report, that George Kittle is the best um, offensive player, right? is the best football player right now to have as a weapon. And I think I'd agree. Because that, guy, that guy's enough. unstoppable. I don't know. I don't know. That, that fourth quarter play was insane. Yeah, that was he dragged three men to get in the field He's a very range. good player, but best weapon, like he's definitely up there. I don't know if he's the best weapon. 
Because I think by far Michael Thomas is the best weapon. I don't think anyone can eclipse Michael Thomas right now. No, no, yeah. You have a point. I mean, like, people talk about, like, unstoppable forces. And just, like... I think like, Kittle he's is probably the hardest player to tackle in the league. Yeah. And, like, he's a guy who plays through injuries, and you still can't bring him down like that. Like, this guy shot a freaking free throw mid-game. He didn't even jump. That was funny as hell. Yeah, I think... <sighs> I think George Kittle right now is kind of not to, not to compare it like, but I think he's kind of like a Gronk kind of player. Oh no, he's exactly like Gronk. He's a, he's a little faster than Gronk, a little less strong, a little smaller. He's got the same amount of energy. Two much different body types. I don't think he's less strong than Gronk. I think they're pretty equal. They're, no, he's a really strong. I think guy, I think you, he's you just I think he's just a little faster, but I think Gronk was pro- might be better at running routes. I, I think he was a little, Gronk was a little bigger. Gronk was definitely a little bigger. Tight ends are a lot bigger. more than catching passes. Like Gronk was a hell of a run blocker. I think Kittle is too, probably. No, Kittle's very, Kittle, Kittle's very good at that. I think a lot of tight ends. Kittle's, are Kittle's to be better really at that. good. I just fair I'm enough. Sure. But Gronk's time in the league as a tight end, like he was probably the best run blocking tight end in the league, also. But he just like no one ever really cared about that because like he right. was still doing like other Gronk things. That was a part of his game that was just like right. was Gronk's a good player. We got to stop talking about our own teams. Well, like we compared him to Gronk. I did. No, he did. Oh. Yeah. I but I was just like, I, and Garoppolo's playing very well. That game was insane. There was no defense played. Let's just call but him, it was insane. Tony, let's just call George Kittle like a Tony Gonzalez or something and move on. Well, Tony Gonzalez <laughs> was not really that fast. Tony Gonzalez is a top five. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, like he, was not, he did not at the speed of uh, George Kittle. Well, no, that's that was during the era of where tight ends were like, like how Jason Witten plays still now. Like you're just the, yeah. you're the safety blanket. Running the soft, easy routes, and you're going to always be a sure-handed catch. That's just about it. Um, yeah, the 49ers are complete. I didn't like. I, obviously, I hadn't watched them until they're like they're like they're such a like they're a complete team. Did you, did you disagree with that? What 49ers? Yeah, I say they're a complete team. What, no, yeah, okay. No, he agrees. Yeah, yeah. One last thing I think here before we go. Oh, I had some analysis, but <laughs> you had some analysis. On, well, on the 49ers, like oh, I got okay, to, go go. So go, I got to go. watch them against the Saints the other week for the first time ever, and. Obviously, when you play any game in the Superdome, there's a potential the game ends like 45, 40, like 42, or something like that. That's just the way games against the Saints are played. But um, what yeah, what I saw from them was just like an offensive coordinator who's not afraid to dial the trick play, and I think that's because obviously we saw Emmanuel Sanders sell a freaking touchdown pass, and that's a team that looked very, very confident. And I mean. The, the Saints did their, their typical thing. Like, they withstood a Drew Brees game-winning drive and just came back and had one, you know, of their own. And that was just nasty. Like, they're, they're doing things that, like, we just didn't expect to see out of them. And, like, I, I thought there would be, like, you know, a maturation period where it would, things would take a while to develop. And I think they've just, like, started to do that since week one. And they won some big games at the beginning of the year, and now they're finally, like, completely hitting their stride. I think... They finally developed everybody and finally like have gotten into a rhythm at the right time. It's usually just all about like when your team gets hot, and they're like really hot at the right time. So right now, I think they're definitely the best team in the NFC. It's all about for the NFC like if the road to the Super Bowl has to go through like, the Superdome, which I I think is going through Levi Stadium now. Well, yeah, they're the Forty ers number one. Are they the, cl- the Seahawks would have been number one, but they've they but they dropped it. their game against the Rams. And I used to think Seattle was the best team, and I thought if Seattle was going to win. I thought so, too. I still would have thought that. But after that game against the Saints and then the Seahawks losing, I would ease, I have to say the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. NFC. And I think, you know, you easily could see another Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. 
It'd be very. It would be, be a fun Super Bowl. It'd be a very entertaining Super Bowl. Yeah. You cannot dispute that. Not arguing. Um, and I think the 49ers very well easily could, especially if Kittle is playing. I'm not going to say if he's healthy because he's not healthy. It's just the other scary thing. This guy's got like a shoulder injury. I think he's got a leg injury at some point or something like that too. Well, the thing about tight ends is they're always going to have leg injuries because the only way to tackle them is to tackle them well. Yeah. So you know that's. But like he's also got the he's he's got a pretty serious shoulder injury and he's playing he's playing hurt right now like he's in pain like all the time I'm pretty sure that guy's got to have like a lot of IVs at halftime and after mm-hmm. the game like. But that guy's a warrior, and I have so much respect for him. He's very fun to watch. He was very fun to watch. He, he's an electric player. He is. He is. He is. The, like, he is the second coming of Gronk. He really is. You can't. I don't think you can't can't say that. I just think he's. I'd say he's probably the most dominant tight end we've seen since Gronk. I, I like it. Which is only a year out. Yeah. It, like <laughs> like last year, had, someone like, had to take the role of most dominant. Like last tight end year, in the last well, like, year since it was Gronk in his prime. Like he, like he's right. doing Gronk esque things, but I think his skill set is a little different. So I think he's more of a burner. Where Gronk was never really a burner. He was no. just like a. He was a great route runner, and he got each one up and caught the ball. Yeah, he like last, last year, last year it was all Gronk, Ertz, and Kelsey. And then Kittle was kind of like the fourth guy. Like he just wasn't known because the Niners were just bad. But you start, you saw it coming. You, you, yeah, exactly. You, we all knew this guy was a star in the making, and he was just kind of coming into his own. And this year, he's just exploded onto the scene. And it's it's really insane. It's fun to watch. For I, a while, I, I thought Kittle was honestly. For a while, I thought Kittle was just like another Gary Barnage. But I was like, obviously, I take that back. Now. I don't know. Last take, year, yeah, you better take that. Back. You better take that back. Looking at season last year, we had last year was his breakout season. Last year. I think that, no, this year's his breakout. Year. Dude, you have you seen what he did last year? He is. Yeah, but it was he was the only weapon. Like now they have Samuels and they have a, and that some other guys Sanders. are breaking out. I guess, but or still like Sanders. That's what I'm. Either way, either. no matter how, no matter what, even if you're the only weapon, if you're if you're doing imagine if Jerry McKinnon out. worked out. Is he still? He tore his ACL twice, didn't he, or something yeah, like I that? I think so. It was really just bad luck. Yeah, that, yeah, I feel for him because he that 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 team could really be insane right now if they have him. You think how scary that they'd probably be undefeated. I don't know, but they got Tevin Coleman anyway, so like like dude, he they have a lot of running backs. They have, they, they're they're literally like what the Eagles were two two years ago with a running back by committee. They haven't they have three running backs that are all very good in their own way. And it's crazy because like you got Tevin Coleman, obviously you got like the explosiveness, like shifty, like can just like get by anybody. Matt Breed is probably like if he gets an open field, probably maybe he's the fastest gone. running back in the league. He's gone. And then yeah. Mostert's good out of the backfield, isn't it? Like out of yeah, the pass catcher. Yeah. They've they literally like got four touchdowns in the last three weeks. Oh, George Kittle was they just got it worked twenty three yards away from fourteen hundred receiving yards last year. Like, that's how good. That's ridiculous. It's insane. He had a two hundred ten yard game. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. He's a tight end having two hundred and ten yards. Yeah, and I think we're gonna wrap it up here quick. Uh, one last thing that I saw today that I just thought was should have been probably newsworthy out of everywhere, but I saw it only twice that the MLB is the first. Uh, sports Jeez. league to not have or to take marijuana off and THC and CBD and marijuana off the exempt list or whatever or the the ban list. Um, and I'm gonna want to talk now that you mentioned like to me the rule change. I'm gonna want to talk about something else after this. Right to me, okay, that's fine. To me, that was a very big surprise because MLB's always slow compared to other leagues at, at um, uh, moving forward. Like. Yeah, you know, changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it took them forever to do replays. It took them forever to do, you know, a lot of different things. Because there's a whole NFL like the time clock stuff. Like, you know, America's greatest pastime. And they, they no, to, like, mess nobody wants it to be changed. But I think this one's a lot different. And you know, a lot of people do. A lot of athletes um, use marijuana for a lot of um, health reasons. Just ask and, everyone that smokes a Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of MLB players smoke a Snoop Dogg. I believe that. 
I believe it. Um, but I think it's very surprising. If I, if I was a betting man on that, I would have always said it would have been the NBA because of how lenient they are with a lot of things that athletes do. And, you know, and I think the I honestly would have thought the NHL would have done it first because you think of how much pain they go through, how much how much their bodies yes, get beat like, up. I mean, they get beat up more than any other sport, maybe other than like UFC or boxing. But like that's a one time thing out of a year. <laughs> like the NHL is insane sometimes if you really think about it. Dude, can you think about pitchers who need to like like come playoff time? Who like if like they start one game and they need to go to the ballpark the next game that night? Oh, dude, a quick little blunt. It's, it's and insane. they're just like and they're ready to go the next day. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I think, I think, I think, I think it's going to be huge for the league. I really do think that it, you're going to see a lot of people just like all of a sudden like coming out and being better. And right. I think a lot of people are going to be out of like their injuries won't be as much of a serious thing, like nagging ones, not stuff where it's like physical damage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's like you need surgery, if you need like a booter or something like that, or like you need to go through a lot of rehab. Um, but I, I, it very well did, it very much did shock me. And you know, it's not a bad thing to see it happen either. The last thing I want to talk about was I saw on Twitter today that nine of the 30 MLB ballparks this year are going to have nets that go all the way down to the foul pole. Yeah, Citizens Bank is one of them. I'm very, very. Are pissed. they actually? I'm very, very pissed off about that's it. Ridiculous. That's a damn shame. If it if you get hit by a foul ball at an MLB past, game, like a certain point, past the initial fence that everybody has, like past the dugout. Or no, like past like the like the front part of the dugout. That you is your fault. Yeah, that is your fault. They put something on tickets. So there is signs. There is signs everywhere that tell you about oh, it. Yeah, they talk you, about it before the game. Like, like get like off your phone, and watch you, the game, enjoy the enjoy the out or enjoy the nice weather. If it's if I was telling you guys a story about when I was like I must have been like eight years old. I was at Fenway for a Sox game. I was sitting third baseline. I'd say about like ten rows up, and about like a second over from me, like ten rows up. For some reason, David Ortiz is at the plate. I mean, we're on the third base side, and you know, you, if you're everyone knows. Well, I, I hope everyone knows. If you're sitting third baseline and there's a lefty up at the plate, pay attention, please. Oh, exactly. Because that's where the that's where the rocket foul balls are coming. That happened to me when we're uh, playing there, club ball this year. I almost got killed twice by Mark. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there was um, an old lady who decided to bring a book to the baseball game. Why? And Why? Was, that's just, you got it. That's just so stupid. She had her head buried in the book, and surely enough, <laughs> David Ortiz, maybe a little late on a fastball, and you mean early? a heat-seeking missile right for the noggin. You mean early? What? Early? No, you'd be late if you hit a foul ball the other way. Oh, it was the other way. My bad, my bad. Yeah. I thought it was still third baseline. Yeah, third baseline. David Ortiz is lefty. When did you pull the ball? Third baseline. I'm saying third baseline. No, wait. So I just had a moment. I had a moment. I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. I understand it now. That's all right, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that, that was, like, kind of a scary side. Like, people who are always sitting there, like, taking a million pictures. If grandma's phones, got a book, like, come on. Like, go home. And she gets go home. the ball, like, some as, like, yeah, it's grandma, but, like, you, you're not exactly feeling too bad. Like, if you're, if you're really there to watch a baseball game, you want a foul ball. Yeah, now like it's it's a shame sometimes now like when you see like a little kid who's like really like defenseless against like, in a situation yeah. like that gets hit. But like if you're bringing like your three year old kid to the game, like do you really have to be sitting like do you really have to be in seats like that? I mean, it'd be pretty cool for the kid. Yeah, but like is but also as the parent, you also have to pay attention to what's going There's on. Something that's I'm just gonna break into this conversation. You're it's always welcome to me. <laughs> and, um, I remember literally sneaking up at a Boston Red Sox game probably about three years ago. Second row seats. Probably the best okay. seats I ever sat in my life. And one who's sitting in front of me, two three-year-old kids. And 
Just like, do they have iPhones too? Oh yeah, they have iPhones. They they have they're fighting for baseballs, and the parents like are complaining. Oh, you you have seventeen at home. Like it's you're fine. It's like like the most spoiled kids I've seen in my life. Like why are you? The tickets were five grand a ticket, and they, these kids are sitting front row next to the dugout. It's just like these kids won't remember it next week. They're gonna forget they even came here. Yeah, seriously. But um, yeah, nine of the parks. I haven't looked at which parks they were. Good to know the citizens. I think almost all of them is going to too. Eventually, they all will. That's too bad. I know some, safety, I know but it's some, not even about safety. Like if you're on, if you're at those seats, like well, I, I still bring a glove there. Like screw it, I I, I admit it. I still bring a glove because every once in a while, I was like, hey. Flash, flash yeah. a little leather. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not a drunk guy. <laughs> I always was, dude. Ever since I, I was a little when kid. I was a kid. Then, then when I like I got older, I was like, I don't want to be that dude with the glove. I don't like, think it's good enough for. Uh, but like, are you balls, like if a foul so. ball's coming at you, you're gonna catch it with well, your hand really and like hurt your hand? Ball. Yeah, I'm gonna catch it with my hand, dude. Because it looks dope. It's not only baseball. Like that's, that's a yeah. You're you're gonna forget about your hand and you're just gonna go for that baseball. But I mean, yeah, it's a shame that it's come to this. Um, I'm just like, I, I know some very upset people who have season tickets to Phillies games, who sit first baseline and third baseline, who like, who wants to look through a fence? Are getting yeah nobody exactly. Like, I hope the cost of those tickets go down. You can't sell those tickets for the same price if there's a net in the way now all of a sudden. So like yeah, I can see that. Hey, if those ticket prices want to go down like twenty thirty bucks and all of a sudden they become affordable to me. I guess I'll look through a net as opposed to sitting up in the nosebleeds. But, like, you know what I mean? Yo, Game Time app. I, I use that app a lot. And so, I, uh, we, me and my sister bought my dad four tickets for us all to go for his birthday this past August. And we were third baseline. It was about middle, I would say. We were, con- we were like, middle of the section that was kind of, um a, like, two sections away from the foul pole it was pretty nice it was a very nice view you know great great view of number three nice ballpark oh beautiful and I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of That Sport John I thank you all for listening I uh, hope you guys come back for the next one we'll soon be out again definitely most likely this Sunday uh, thank you Jacob for coming on again Mike is always a pleasure yeah, of course, shout out Gerald for coming through for a little bit yeah Gerald always a surprise always a pleasant surprise always welcome have a good one everyone we'll catch y'all later bye I'm coming, we fall, rock bottom, been the same Not enough, pour it up, move to the side